All right, amen. I just want to say another word um, about the time change, because in in a pastor's, you it goes against all my instincts to stop two services, but um, it just it, it just makes sense right now for us to kind of build back up and and to get to where we are and have the energy. And so my goal is to split services by this time next year again because we have so many people. And so for those of you who say, well, I, I like a little earlier service, we have an early service, don't we, Pastor Raymond? We hit, and the preaching's much better. The preaching's much better. Uh, so, uh, so we do have an early service in the meantime for those that want it. And Pastor Raymond's a great preacher. I, I come and listen to him. Scott listens to him. We're at the early service from time to time. And Pastor Raymond, I've really enjoyed our time together. Um, he shared a, a story. I, I'm, I'm going to mess it up, but uh, just show you what kind of guy he is in, in pastoral presence. He was sharing a story about somebody came to him. They didn't know he was a pastor in a service, and they were calling you up. Or yeah, he was just trying to mix into the background, and somebody comes and said, "You're a pastor, aren't you?" That I can just tell by your countenance, by the, your dignified and your reverence and your piety. And, and, and he says, I can tell you're a pastor. That true story, right? And I said, that has never, ever happened to me. I, I, get, more of a, I get more of an inquisitive, you're a pastor? So, so we do have an early service. All right, I have truly been blessed by our time together, and we look forward to doing more things together as the body of Christ. All right, we're talking about our last topic today, and let me encourage you, if you have not seen us on Wednesdays, to come and to watch um, as we discuss and further the message that we both preach on uh, today. Today we're talking about the body of Christ, we're talking about division within the body of Christ, our scripture is 21 through 26. Listen for the word of the Lord. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I do not need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are in, indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty while all presentable parts need special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that, there, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. And if one part suffer, every part suffer with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. This is the word of God for the people of God. So when we talk about division within the body of Christ, this is a very important topic. And now specifically, I want to talk about division in two different ways today. Uh, the first is more specifically to our text. Our text this says that there should be no division within the body of Christ, talking in the sense of being divided as a hierarchy about what's more important, what's uh, more lofty, 
Um, you know, in, in the world, we deal in hierarchies. In the kingdom of God, there is no hierarchies. We are all one. Even we, we serve a triune God, Father, Son, and, and the Holy Spirit. And so there's no hierarchy, so there should be no division within the body of Christ. We've talked about the last few weeks, we've talked about that um, we are all have a specific function. And just like our body, there is not one piece that we don't need. We need all of it. It comes together to make the whole. And so we want the variety. We want the variety of gifts. We want the variety of personality. And we need it. And one is not more important than the other. And that's very uh, important for us to understand when we talk about division in the body. Because we're not of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And uh, Jesus teaches us that in the kingdom of God, uh, it is the servant leader that is the most important. It is the servant leader. And the more, the higher we deem ourselves in the body of Christ, the, the deeper we are in our relationship, the less of this world that we should want or desire. And so there used to be, there's, been all kinds of books written about being a pastor and, and so forth. And there was one that said, pastor as CEO. Well, I like that. But it's not very biblical, right? It, Jesus says, if you want to be in my kingdom, uh, uh, in the gospel of Mark 10, 45, he says, I, I am, did not come to be served, he said, in the world, people lord their position and power over others, but I did not come to be so served, but to serve and to give my life for others. And so as I understand the gospel, the closer to Christ we are, the more we know of the things of God, the less of this world we need. So, there are, so we're all part of the body of Christ. We're all equal. Where, where we get mixed up is when we cross the world with the kingdom. And when we bring ourself in. You know, now there's certain positions, I'll take pastor, that are more visible, more high profile um, in the body of Christ. But that doesn't mean it's any more important in the body of Christ. Hebrews teaches this when it talks about the high priest. You know, in the, in the teachings about the shadow of things to come, the system that God gave in the Old Testament was a shadow of much better things to come as far as Jesus as the sacrifice and Jesus as the eternal high priest. That, that, there is no system like that. It used to be the high priest was a mediator between men and God. And he was the only one that could come into the Holy of Holies. We don't have the office of the high priest anymore. It is just... I'm a pastor. I have a more visible role um, in the body of Christ, but I'm still just the body of Christ. So when we say things like, when I hear things like uh, talking about being very pastoral or not pastoral, hey, would you say a prayer for me? I know you got a little closer to God. Well, now we got the same mediator, right? The reason I can come before the throne in prayer is the same reason you can come before the throne in prayer through Jesus Christ. So there is to be no division in the body of Christ. We are all servants. But what I wanted to talk about, the second aspect of division is one we have to be careful of. Because division is deadly. 
I mean, I think it goes against the whole order of what God is. If we look at Genesis chapter 1 and 2, at the beginning of creation, there was perfect order, perfect harmony, perfect unity in all of God's creation and processes. And then sin and selfishness came in. And we chose our will over God's will. And so when you think about God is a God of order. God is a God of unity. And so wherever we look for the things of God, we we should see unity. And we should see order. And so when we look at it in that light, division is the most destructive force in our creation. I have a slide here. Um, nuclear fission is the reaction in which the nucleus of an atom splits into two more smaller nuclei. And it is the most destructive force in the world. And it's destructive because it causes a chain reaction and it goes out and destroys all that is around. Think about that. One of the most destructive forces in the world is based on division. And as I began to think about that, I thought, think of all the bad things that happen in our world and and where we see our world falling apart. And what do we see? We see division. God is about wholeness. God is about unity. Why were we created? To love God and to love one another. And what happened in Genesis 3? Division. Our relationship with God and our relationship with one another was broken because of sin. It was broken because what is the core of sin? Selfish living. When you find division in any relationship, whether it be between parent and child, whether it be between spouses, if you find it, whether it be in churches, when you find division, you're going to find somebody's will versus somebody else's will. And you're going to find division. And it's destructive. And God hates to see this world divided. And we just get more and more divided. Look at our country. You know, all the stats say that we are less Christian, less religious overall than we have ever been before. It has fallen below 50% in our country that claims some religious affiliation. So in whatever manner or however you see that, we have gone further and further away from God. And we've never been more divided. And we continue to get more divided over and over. And anything can divide us. And we begin to look at people not by issues or not by look at the person, but we begin to look at, oh, you're one of them. I mean, whether it be politics, right? You're liberal, you're progressive, you're conservative. Yeah, we always size people up. Which one are you? Mask, no masker. I mean, the pandemic gave us a whole new thing to be divided about. You you name it, you bring it up, we're going to divide ourselves over it. And it makes, it hurts God's heart. We continue to be divided and divided. 
And then it becomes divisive. And so it doesn't just stay divided. It eventually becomes divisive. Because it's not just enough for us to do our thing. You have to be the way I am. And it's the most, and and I can't do anything about the world. We can't do anything about the world. I mean, we can do something about our situation. We can hold up our end of the wall. And God has given us ways. If we're going to be a church of Jesus Christ, if we're going to be a church of God, we don't want to be divided. And I'm not just talking about in our in our congregation, of course, but I think this is why it's been such a blessing, uh, our, our meetings with Pastor Raymond and what we're doing, because God is honored when there is unity in the body. And God, because, and, and I'm not just making this up, all right? Sometimes I make some stuff up, but I'm not making this up. God says in Psalm 133, it says, How good and pleasant is it when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil being poured on the head, running down the beard, running down Aaron's beard, down the collar of his robe. It is like the dew of Hermon. We're falling, we're, we're falling on Mount Zion, for the Lord bestows his blessings, even life forevermore. What does that tell us? Where does God bestow his blessings? Where there's unity. Not conformity. And I think even more so when there are people of different opinions and backgrounds and attitudes, when people are different, yet we are bound together by Christ and the love of God. That is where God ordains his unity. That is where God ordains his blessing. When he sees his children living together in peace and harmony, not conformity. We've talked about that. I just want to reiterate that. It is more of a blessing when we are different. Because the importance of having different skills and gifts, Pastor Raymond talked about that this morning. And last week, we've talked about that. But it's also... A lot more fun when we're quirky and different. And we can call out our quirkiness. And we feel in a community that knows everything about us and loves us in it. That is our witness to the world. Not only, it's not just about not causing damage to ourselves and the body of Christ, but it is more than just a, a preservation. It is about our witness to the world. That because of Christ's love and forgiveness... We can live together in unity. Not because we're so great, not because I'm so patient, not because of this, but because of what Christ teaches us, what Christ does for us, how Christ transforms. It's so important, this idea of unity. You know, if you get a chip, and as a pastor, this is what I always look for. If you get a chip in your window, what happens if you don't get it fixed? All right? And that's the same thing. God says, don't. Don't even mess with this stuff. Don't even mess with it. He tells us in the Sermon on the Mount, if you're coming to my altar, if you're coming before me and there you, you know, he doesn't say you have something against somebody else. You know somebody has something against you. Be proactive. Go 
and repent. Do that process I give you, confession, repentance, and forgiveness, so that you fix that crack. Because we want, I don't want it to grow into any more division because it's so destructive to God's creation, to God's people. God has given us a way to heal the division between humanity and God, between myself and God. And that is that I confess my sins. I repent of my sin and my selfishness, even the ones I'm not aware of. And God, it's not that God will forgive me. Understand that. Sometimes we think, oh, I got to go confess my sin and repent of my selfishness so that God will forgive me. That's the wrong words. We go and we confess and we repent of our selfishness and our actions, and we go and we receive the forgiveness and grace and mercy that's there for us, that God has already given us in Jesus Christ. It's not about what we have to do. It's about what has been done. And God has given us that to restore a relationship that has been divided because of selfishness and sin. And that same process is how we restore our relationships with one another. When we've harmed someone or when we've perceived to have harmed someone, there's confessions, repentance, and forgiveness. I know this works. For 30 years, I've done that to my wife often. I'm usually the one that's doing the repentance and she's doing the forgiving, but every now and then it goes the other way. And it heals us. So we need to guard our hearts. We need to guard the unity of the body because division destroys the soul, destroys the relationship, and loses the witness of the body of Christ. That's the beauty of the body of Christ, as we've talked about it the last four weeks, that it is many different parts. And in the world, we see when there are many different parts, many different attitudes, many different experiences, when there's a lot of differences, it always results in division. But that's the beauty of God. That's the beauty of the body of Christ. That in all of our glorious differences, we are bound together by the love and grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy. I thank you for your love that heals all division, that, that reconnects us to God and to one another. Lord, that we can live in a, a relationship with you even though we are not worthy, even though we do not deserve it. Lord, yet you have given your life that we might have life, that we might be restored. Your word says that you have given us the ministry of reconciliation to reconcile that which has been divided, 
our relationship with you and our relationship with one another. Lord, may that be the mission of our hearts of this church individually and collectively to reconcile people to you and to one another. Lord, make us one in Christ and one in ministry to all the world. It is in Jesus' name, amen.